Hello there and welcome to this week's Carry On Talking. I'm really excited about today's guest. You are in for a treat, I promise. Sam Bendick is a Canadian-born freelance journalist and is currently a South Sudan correspondent for the Associated Press. She's worked and lived all over the world, including Africa, Asia, South America, Europe and the Middle East and also here in Barcelona. Uh, covering a variety of stories. As well as writing for the Associated Press, Sam also writes for Vice, The Guardian, Foreign Policy, DevEx, News Deeply, USA Today, and Verge magazine. And to finish this introduction, Sam was the very person who gifted me this show two years ago before she took off for just slightly bigger challenges. Welcome back, Sam. Carrie, it's amazing to be back here. I love that you're doing this show. I love that you're here with role reversal. How does it feel? I know it's, it's weird to be on the other end, but it's great. I don't have to think as much, you know, Do you it's think, all in your hands. I think it's hard. See, for me, I prefer asking the questions than answering the questions. I actually do too. Yes, yeah. it's true. Because you don't know what's coming because we haven't seen each other for quite a while. So you know what? I've got a lot to cover. Are you going to put me on the spot? <laughs> yes, I am. No, I won't be. I won't be. I won't be too harsh on you. So we're going to talk a little bit about your work. Uh, your work in South Sudan. Uh, but first of all, just just tell me about you know coming back to Barcelona and, and how it feels for you because you were here for how many years? So I've been. It came here what 2007. So it's been about. Yeah, 12, going on 12 years that this has been my home base. I mean, it's great. I love the city, especially in the summer. You know, it's, it's just nice. It feels like home. It's easy just to get around. It's amazing. It's got a good vibe. I don't know. I'm happy when I'm here. Yeah. And what do you most miss and what were you most looking forward to when you were coming back? Ooh, uh, fast internet. I mean, fast internet <laughs> is, um, it's, it's crazy how much you really notice it. It's just the second you put that SIM card in your phone, it's just amazing. Things download, you can watch videos. Uh, I I, I realize it's a trivial thing, but it's it's huge. Oh, no, I I can totally relate to that. So just give me an example of downloading a video in South Sudan compared to (laughs) Western Europe. Well, I mean, it's, it's a lot slower. Sometimes it will take a day uh, sending, sending, pictures it can take overnight you just leave the laptop on and then half the time the internet cuts out in the middle so you're kind of calling trying to get it fixed sometimes it could be out for days so it's just more of a hassle it's like you're planning more you want to watch this video let me start it now and i'll come back in a couple hours yeah we're here you just press a button and you know two seconds later there you go oh i hope you get you can charge by the hour because <laughs> that, that would be the only redeeming if, if, if spending only. all night <laughs> <laughs> we're fast running out of time already so I, what I want to do because we've got eight songs to get through is, is you know let's go into our first song straight away and we'll talk a bit about your work after this one so what's the first one so this one is New Kids on the Block <laughs> Step by Step why are you laughing Sam? I'm laughing because I mean, I have not listened to them in years I think do you want me to tell you a little bit about the song? Oh, or please, play? yes I mean, I, I don't I don't really even remember it, but I just, what I remember is I was getting into music. I was very young and I was obsessed with them. And my mom wanted to take me to one of their concerts. And I think I was eight or nine and she was, it was really nice that she was up for this, but I think she consulted, I don't know, friends or family. And they said, oh no, 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 you know, she's too young to go to a concert. So we didn't end up going. And I don't know why that just stuck out to me. Like I liked the fact that she wanted to take me and that, but I couldn't go, but I was obsessed with them. Oh, yeah. and are they still together? I don't even know oh. that. Is there a chance for you to go and see them I again? D- I don't think so. No, I, I feel don't think like so. there was some Old sort of reunion tour recently, but I'd have to <laughs> Google it. Anyway, let's have a listen. This is Step by Step. Step by Step. Ooh, baby. Gonna get to you, girl. Step by step. Uh. 
Sam has actually told me to come out with this song because you, you are a bit embarrassed. I don't see you as a kind of cheesy music kind of girl, but I guess oh. at eight or nine, you've you, got a good excuse. No, Carrie, then you haven't hung out with me enough. Yeah, first of all, that song is horrible. Oh, no, you, you chose it. And it was it reflected a certain time of your life and obviously a frustration that you weren't allowed to this concert. Very true. It did reflect the time of my life. But no, I love 80s music. I love cheesy songs for sure. Yeah, I mean, they are good, aren't they? And I think, do you know what? It's everyone's guilty pleasure. I just think that people who don't say they like cheesy songs are lying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, do you still have, do you still listen to, I mean, do you get to listen to music when you're, when you're working in South Sudan? Is that, is that, have you, Spotify and stuff? Or? I, I do have Spotify. It's funny. I want, there's been, like, when I'm here now and talking about, I guess, the fast internet, I put on Spotify, I'm walking down the street, and I just have it on in my headphones, and I love it. And I find that sometimes when I'm there, I don't do it as much, and I want to. Mm. It's something that I need to, I guess, consciously decide to, yeah, to listen to more of. Yeah. Usually I just have the news on in the background, or I'm working, or whatever, and I and I don't, I don't know, I don't have the music on like I used to. Yeah, because it is escapism, isn't it, music? You forget until you put on some really good music how, how much that can do for you, and just take you, because I mean, I'm, I was also a news correspondent, so I know what it's like, so you put in rolling news on, and before you know, at the end of the day, it's all you've listened to, and you, you do need a bit of switch-off stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk about your work a little bit now. So you've been working as the AP correspondent for two years. So yeah, for over two years. I got there in February 2017. Okay, so a little over two years. And you're in South Sudan, not Sudan. So you you have to remember that most people listening to the show won't have a clue about the difference, but they are two completely different countries, right? Right. So it, tell us a little bit about how that came about. First of all. So yeah. So I, yeah, I think a, a lot of people. Some people don't necessarily. I mean remember that they were two different countries. So in 2011, South Sudan gained independence from Sudan. Uh, there had been decades of back-to-back civil wars and... Over what? Oof. Um. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to put you on the spot there, but just a, a whole No, of I mean, power struggles, mm. uh, lots lots and lots of, of different different issues. Uh, the North wanted to impose Sharia law on the South, but there, I mean, it's very, it's very nuanced and... and was going on since the the 1950s and, and before that. Mm. So there were there were fights and there was peace for for some years and they had peace accords, but then they were broken and so the fighting continued. And then in 2005, they signed an agreement and saying that the South could separate, right. could vote to separate, and then they voted to separate. And then in 2011, they became a country. Okay. South Sudan. Is there a big popularity difference? I mean, is one bigger than the other? I'm got, I'm afraid I don't know, or they're more or less the same. I mean, it's a it's a good question. I don't know the population of Sudan. South mm. Sudan is not that populous. There's it depends. There's between ten and twelve million people okay. in the country, <clears throat> but the country is huge. It's vast, mm. so it's like a lot of landscape, not a lot of people. And now with the war, so South Sudan then after gaining independence in 2011 and 2013, it broke out into its own civil war. Right. So it's been in civil war pretty much till 2018. Still. They signed a peace agreement, although there's a little bit of fighting still ongoing. And so who are the two factions involved in, in this civil war? So in this civil so yes, in this civil war, millions of people fled. Um, two. two million have fled the country, so that was the population idea. And this is between – it's pretty much a power struggle between the president and the former vice president. That's how it started. And another then power struggle. Another, exactly. Another power struggle escalated along ethnic lines uh, and then – 
it's continued for five years. Again, several different peace deals, several ceasefires broken. And there was a peace deal signed in September, which is largely holding, although there's still fighting in the country. Mm. I mean, it's killed almost 400,000 people, 2 million almost in the country are displaced. And then, like I said, another 2 million have fled across borders to other neighboring countries as refugees. And we were saying just off air, and you're the only correspondent, the only Western correspondent based there at the moment. Is that right? One, one of them. Yeah, one of the very, very few um, based there right now. The people, people do come in and, and stay, but there's not. There used to be a larger core of journalists that were based there, but now there's it's dwindled dramatically. So, what are your main issues that you you are writing about? Oh. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a huge question, but you know, it's, as you say, it's relative peace. So, I mean, I'd imagine there's there's still a lot of no. I mean, it's no, it's 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 a good question. It just makes Challenges. me it just makes me think. Yeah, I, I've I've tried to cover since being there. I think the all aspects of the impact of the conflict and trying to really put the, I think the human face you know at the forefront of the story. So, how does the conflict impact? real people at the human level. I mean, everything from a famine was declared in 2017, a couple of weeks after I got there. So a lot of stories about food, hunger, food security, you know, are people are starving? How are people eating? Are they eating? Uh, politics, you know, there has been grave human rights violations committed by both the government and the opposition. How does that affect people, you know, trying to hold both sides to account by talking about what's happening? Uh, corruption, Rape is a weapon of war. Food being used as a weapon of war. I mean, all of the things that go on in a, in a conflict that you don't necessarily know about. I think unless you can actually be there and, the and try and get to these places, and yeah. you're, you're you're speaking to the people on the ground, obviously as well. I mean, you're speaking from politically political sides as well as well as you know the the, the ordinary people. So you're getting both sides of the story. Yeah, for me, it's really important. I, I try and, I mean, I think for any journalist, right, you try and paint the entire story mm. and get as, as speak to all sides and make it make it balanced and truthful. And so I speak to the opposition and, and the government and all different sides. And then, of course, the people. I think that's the most important for me, mm. to really get there and speak to how has this conflict and, you know, how is what's going on affecting ordinary people on the ground? Many of who have never necessarily met a journalist or, or spoken to one and, kind of giving them an opportunity to just to, to speak and, to, and yeah. to say, how is this affecting you? What's happening? You know, what would you like to see? What is your message? And are they generally quite forthcoming with information for you? I find people are. I find that, yes, I mean, I always say, you know, I'm a journalist and this could be going out to, this will go out to international media. Are you okay speaking? And they want to speak. A lot of them are really, really, really happy to just be heard. Yeah. And I, this is terribly ignorant of me, but what language are you communicating in? No, so I, it's not. Uh, I communicate in English. Right. They they're the they speak sort of like an, a variation of Arabic. It's called Juba Arabic, and then but there's seventy four no sorry sixty four uh, tribes in South Sudan. Really. So and everyone has there's there's different dialogues, different uh, dialects. Yeah, there's tons. And I am horrible with languages, so I, I'm, I have, I have a couple Arabic words that I've that I've gotten, but I speak to English. I stick but to how English. Do, but they're speaking back in there. No, own I have language. a translator. Oh, yeah, I no, no, no. I get translator. There's usually you can either have like an official translator, but usually there's people speak English, so someone can translate for you. Yeah. And how do you start? I mean, there are so many different issues to deal with. It must be quite hard for you to decide 
which is the most pertinent at that moment? How do you go about that? It's a good question. I mean, lately, sometimes I find that there's so much going on and you don't, I don't know. I'm thinking, okay, what do I focus on? Which, you know, which area do I focus on? I, I try and focus, I mean, you know, do a lot of the news stuff, stuff that is happening now that's relevant, that's current mm. uh, to to keep people informed about what's happening in the country at the moment. I think also, for me, I also like stories that are not necessarily told, but that can also try and connect people to the larger context of what's happening. Human interest, basically. Yeah, human interest. I mean, there's... And, and it's not all bad. I think that's the other thing. I do try and highlight some of these positive stories. So... There was like a beauty pageant, the Miss South Sudan. Oh, and Sudanese uh, women are beautiful. Aren't yeah, they? no, they, they are. <laughs> yeah, and and this pageant ran throughout the conflict, and it didn't stop. No matter what was going on, it continued every year. And so I did a story on that. It, you know, Miss South Sudan from the year prior, and each woman who participates, she has to have sort of like a social impact initiative. And so speaking to them about that, there was a youth rugby league started with these little kids, uh-huh. and where the um, some locals and some expats got together and started it to try and promote peace through sport and, and these kids were just so so happy uh, and so I mean there's like little there's stories there's lots of amazing things also happening and I it's not just this war-torn country you know that is going through a horrible time there mm. are positive things that I try and highlight and you need that for your own sanity as well for you? sure mm. and it's 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 yeah and it's about how do how do we as humans kind of live and react and cope and deal in this situation yeah. Okay, let's move on to song number two now. Okay, so so this this song is cheesy, but this is a, a very special song to me. I mean, this is my song forever. And anytime this comes on, anywhere in the world, I will get up on some table, couch, oh, watch something. everyone. <laughs> yeah, I will control myself here. <laughs> it's Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, and it's just the most incredible song. And I have to say, those people you were saying who don't say they like cheesy music, if this song comes on... I think you could probably attest to this. They will, they'll get up and start dancing and singing to the song. We've got a microphone ready for it. Here, here we go.
Really, Sam, get off the table. After you get there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you all enjoy right. that. Although yes. we were nattering. A we bit. were, but oh, it just this just makes you feel so good. Oh, it's quite nice being back in a Wiggly studio, isn't it? There's something comforting about it. It is. It's really nice. This has been, yeah, it's been one of the most relaxing moments actually since I've been back here. Oh, good. Glad to hear that. Good. Well, it's you. It's because oh. of you. More of that, please. More. It's all about me. Um, but you do some podcasts, is that right? When you're at, when you're sort of away from reporting about the the conflicts, you do podcasts. I do. Yeah. So I, I work with this company uh, as well. It's called Management 3.0. It has nothing to do with South Sudan. It's completely different, but it's some rem- uh, it's a remote company and I work with them. I've been working with them for a couple of years. And so I do the podcast, which is about it start, it's a happiness at work podcast talking oh. about. Oh, that must be a bit of a challenge for you. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, we've done, I did some shows based from South Sudan actually about, you know, happiness in a war zone or I did a couple shows like that. Uh, mindfulness in a war zone. I had this amazing mindfulness guru, I called her. Wow, that's a niche audience though, that isn't it? Su- well, super niche. She was the only mindfulness quote unquote guru in South Sudan oh, at the time. I, I am sure. <laughs> Working with, uh, you know, aid workers, expats and locals. Okay. Uh, anyways, it was really interesting. So she was on the podcast. Um, and how do yeah. you record that? There's Phone. a no. There's a app called Zoom. Ah. And do you know Zoom? No, I don't. But it's not. I'm interested. Oh, it's so great. You I just mean, do it from anywhere. You can do it from anywhere. I mean, okay. Zoom is like a meeting app, and okay. uh, and you can just record it anywhere. Yeah. Oh, very good. And it must be quite good for you just to do something that takes you outside your your day to day. It's in that. Yeah, it's it's different. It takes your headspace out and. After finishing the podcast, I actually do feel happier. I mean, you're speaking with authors, leaders, industry experts, everyone who's just like cares about living a fulfilling life, but in a practical way. Yeah. So I come, I walk away feeling good. Yeah. And trying to emulate some of their advice as well. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's selfish, really. Yeah. Well, fair enough. We all like to do, that's why you're in the show. I thought, I haven't seen you for so long. <laughs> so um, tell us a bit, where do you live when you're there? And where are you based? Where's the exact location? So I'm based in Juba, which is the capital. Right. And I live in a hotel. Ah. Uh, which just suits me. It works out. It, it, yeah, it's good for me. Some people say, oh, don't you feel bad that you can't cook? But I don't cook, anyone who knows me. Why would anyone say that? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> so three meals a day for you. Right. I mean, I can eat out too. So I go out to restaurants and I eat other places. And I do have a fridge. But um, <laughs> I mean, I used to store jewelry in my oven. <laughs> because I love it. Because they, cause my house, was, my apartment was broken into in Barcelona years ago. And then I people said, well, if you want people not, you know, th- thieves not to find stuff, put it in the kitchen and put it in the oven because you know you're never going to turn it on right and also most people don't look there when you're rummaging through your things like oh let me go into the stove what a great little tip yeah, well, now that I've said it here, I'll every now I've kind of given it away. Exactly. I'd be the sort of person to put it in there and then put a couple of potatoes in there and then take out some burnt kind of jewellery, which doesn't uh, look so good around the neck. No, but that would be a good idea to put the potatoes on top of it like a decoy. Yes. Just not, not. Oh. Just remember that they're in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, and um, yeah, I don't have anything <laughs> expensive enough that wouldn't burn as well. Unfortunately, but I've decided I've given up the jewelry. One of those things. It's like it's very seventies. We're going to move on to your next song now. Okay. So this song, uh, yeah. So this song reminded me of camp. So I went to camp, sleepover camp for years. I think age eight till. I don't even know, eight, sixteen, seventeen. Your parents really didn't like you, did right? They? No, actually, I requested to go. <laughs> oh, you didn't like, <laughs> like them. We'll of, talk about that in a minute. At the age of seven, I was like, "Can I go away to summer camp?" So, <laughs> <laughs> went to summer camp, and uh, 
And we used to have sing-song sessions. And with the, literally a guy on a guitar and they'd put up a thing with the words on, on like a big screen. And everyone would sing. And so Leaving on a Jet Plane was one of those songs. And I loved it. And then towards the end of the summer when you were actually leaving and going home, everyone got sad. So you'd sing the song and then melodramatically everyone would start crying. And oh, <laughs> okay. I'm getting the tissues out. Let's have a listen. All my bags are packed, I'm ready to go I'm standing here outside your door I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn The taxi's waiting, he's blown his horn Already I'm so lonesome I could die So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe, I hate to go So many times I've let you down So many times I've played around I tell you now they don't mean a thing Every place I go I'll think of you Every song I sing I'll sing for you When I come back I'll bring your wedding ring So me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go Time has come to leave you. Just discussing what to do with children that have 13 weeks of holiday, Sam. 13? Yeah. So I've just. That's three I'm, months of holiday. I'm get, Exactly. I'm going to get details of this camp if it still exists. Um, <laughs> yeah, send camp, there camp Shalom. <laughs> um, so this was Toronto, which is where you were born and you grew up. Right. So I grew up in Toronto. And good memories of the times there? Yeah, for sure. It was it was great. Very very lucky. I had a great childhood. I mean, we grew up in the suburbs, just outside of Toronto. Okay. So twenty minutes to walk to the closest coffee shop, and I remember as soon as I could get my license, I got it. Yeah. Just because I wanted to be able to just be free and and you know not feel confined to the suburbs. Independence. And that, yeah, you must have had a lot of that. I mean, you were just your life is obviously you've travelled everywhere. So you, when did that first sort of feeling that you knew you're going to be you're going to be someone who was going to wanted independence for, for pretty much the rest of their life and you didn't feel like you wanted to rely on anyone, be your own person. Was there a moment or did you always always felt like that? Was there someone that influenced you? Or? I mean, I think, I mean, I asked my parents to go to summer camp when I was seven. You know, I think nice. I just, 
I pushed back when they wouldn't let me take the subway when I was 10 because they were worried. I made them let me walk down the street to my friend's house by myself. With I, I, was, con- I, I was the oldest as well and the only girl. And so I was constantly just pushing against the 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 grain with them and yeah. i think older older children do do that but i think it was just yes yeah, but some others are just like oh, okay no problem if those are the rules those are the rules and i i just always wanted to just be out doing things and did you generally win those battles <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i did i mean there was a persistence <laughs> that paid off i think i realized when i was i mean when i was 17 i moved to whistler in bc in, okay. on the west to teach skiing and i remember just working saving up money and i said i didn't ask them i said I'm going to Whistler. I'm paying for it myself. I've organized a job. I have a place to stay. I, I remember just thinking that if I did it on my own and had the logistics in place just to show safety and an element of I'm on top of this, then there was less pushback on their end. Sure. And that's how I started approaching things. So you were making your own money already because if you could afford to go to Whistler at 17, you were, you'd been working prior to that to save oh, yeah. money. I started, <laughs> started a DJ company when I was with some friends when I was about 10 or 11. Did you? Yes. We... We DJed, uh, I think, like grade four or five-year-old, just like grade four or five dance parties. So I was on the mic. We had two go-go dancers. And uh, the guy put DVD, CDs, CDs in and played the music. I know. I totally forgot about that. So that was like my first job. But how did you get paid? So in, you do in cash. You, we got paid, yeah, you, by parents. That's amazing. We were doing kids in parents' basements. And, and just, yeah. We were only a couple of years older than the kids we were doing it for. I was about to say... And- Go, real life go-go dance well, as well. I mean, I'm just thinking, yeah, I mean, how did you get very, very PG. Well, we were, uh, it was a carpool. We were all in carpool together going to school. So three girls, one boy, and we said, hey, why don't we do this? And uh, that's amazing. And you made enough money to save up and... Well, I mean, that was my first job, but then I taught swimming. I, I mean, I, I constantly had some sort of job, okay. always. Yeah. Yeah, you realize what financial independence means. I mean, it's everything. It's the holy grail, isn't it? It is. And I also, yeah, I always just wanted to do a million things. And I just started doing that. Um, God, I can't even, yeah, go back to all the jobs. You should have another show just about all the random jobs people have done. Oh, I, I love that idea. <laughs> I've had oh, I've had a lot of random jobs as well. well what what was your, I'm going to turn this around. What was your most random job? Oh, selling. I can, oh, there were so many, but I lived in, I lived abroad as well for quite a bit, part of my degree. And just, I remember selling Bora Bora suntan oil on a French beach. And it was these tiny little capsules. And I just went around totally sweaty, selling these things for like a franc. That shows my age. Uh, and just, I remember, I, I can actually remember the spiel because I must have said it 50,000 times a day. C'est tout à fait naturel. Bora, bora. Sometimes I can't remember how to say that. And it's just like, oh my God, I'd earn like three francs at the end of it. But it felt I could buy an ice cream. But that, that was one of them. That many. French is really good. Yeah. <laughs> that was French, was. right? It was, I just put an accent on. You didn't realize. Shows <laughs> yeah. you how good my French is. <laughs> Right, let's move on to the next song. Okay, oh boy. Okay, so <laughs> this is this one of the ones you hated or liked? I, I'm in the middle of this, this one. This I'm is, not sure. Okay, Spice Girls Wannabe. <laughs> I mean, so this is another, it's another camp reminder, but then I think also just high school. This, I mean, Spice Girls were really popular when I was in high school. They were, the, I think, one of the first girl bands. You know, they were just feisty, cool. Their music was catchy and... I, we, I knew all the words to the song, including I think the rap, and I think we used to like dress up as them and, and put on shows. Which at one camp. were you? I think sporty. They probably tried to make me be sporty spice. Yeah, <laughs> but I never wanted to be sporty spice. Who did you want to be? I don't know. None of them really. No. <laughs> um, You're definitely not posh spice. I can't see who's that. She's no. too prissy. Yeah, but I think maybe the one with the big hair. What was scary spice? Yes. 
but anyways, no, I don't. The song just yeah reminds me of good times, fun. I guess girl power. Yes, let's have a listen. And that's, oh, they're good years, aren't they? Those are the times, it's all about friendships. And I can remember that song just, you know, cuddling friends, crying, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and do you manage to maintain friendships? Because you, you're so far removed from, from day-to-day life as once was. But I guess with the, with the advent of, you know, virtual sort of communications, it can't be so bad. No, I mean, it's, I think, I think it's, le- yeah, less about the actual, well, the, the calm sometimes, like communications is hard. If sometimes I find talking on the phone, you know, WhatsApp is, is hard. You, you, the whole time you're like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And yeah. that just drives me nuts. Um, but I think it's more just taking the time to make the effort, which is, it's super important to me. I mean, being here, being back with you know, my friends who, I've known for years and years when I go to Toronto. It's something that I try really hard to maintain because it is very important to me. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think all of us, we get carried away with life and things happen and you get busy no matter where you are. But, of course, true friends will always be there, won't they? 
it, it's true. And you need them. I mean, mm. I would I would not know where I would be without my friends. Mm. They're family to me. Yeah. And in South Sudan, who, who you know, outside of your, your working life, who, who do you sort of associate with, who you're mingling with in the evening and having a beer? Can you have a beer? Is it? Is yeah. It, yeah. I'm just wondering I, I, what the restrictions are on alcohol there. No, 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 no. You can definitely yeah. have a beer. Okay. You can have any alcohol. I mean, I'm more of a wine person, so they have a lot of boxed wine, which I'm not really mm. into. So I've been... If I want wine, I will just buy a bottle and kind of just let that. Maybe I'll keep it for a week and have like a glass. <laughs> oh, in, in the last evening. that long? Well, I tr- that's that's the theory. Is that what but... the fridge is full of then in your hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I mean, there's lots of people. There's mm. yeah, there's people to to hang out with. I mean, there's a lot of good people there. So th- people come and go a lot. So I think that sometimes you will create a re- friendship, a relationship with someone, and then they're they're going. So that sometimes can be a bit challenging. Yeah. But you're constantly meeting new people. Do you ever feel lonely? Um, I, I don't. I, th- I don't. I think it's just because I like spending a lot of time by myself and I need that. And, and then I'm constantly engaged in some way. So when I'm alone, I just I really relish that. Mm. Um, but I, I do reach out to friends from here, friends from years ago. I think sometimes just to have that connection, if maybe I feel like I'm – I just need something, some I don't know, something to change my headspace, something to just laugh about, something different. Yeah, something to just lighten the mood every now and then. I can imagine it's really important just to laugh. Isn't well, it? exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is. It's I, and I try and make sure that I will just laugh sometimes. I'll watch late night comedy on YouTube. But that's is something that makes me. Now, what do you watch? Uh, so I watched Samantha B. I think she's very funny. Oh, I don't know who she is. Oh, is she's a uh, like a late night talk show host. Okay, U.S. Or? Yes, she's actually Canadian, but yeah, okay. U.S. Uh, Trevor Noah. Yeah. Um, yes, some of some of those guys. You know, I just find I put it on. I find it funny. It's like a good breath of fresh air. Yeah. No, comedy great is a great release, isn't it? We we need always to remember we have to laugh and, and lose ourselves in comedy. Otherwise, it's just what a, we just bring yourself down, don't you? Okay, let's move on to your song number five. Oh, another another cheesy one. So this is Bad Romance with Lady Gaga. And I think this this became popular, I think, when I first moved to Spain or very shortly after. And just reminds me of my first bit of time here. I used to listen to it on repeat before the Spotify days, just like on YouTube, just literally pressing replay, replay, replay. When I like something, I like it. <laughs> Evidently. Apparently. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just – yeah, and also – you know, I guess everyone can relate to it, has had a bad romance. Never. And Lady Gaga's great. <laughs> no, except for you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so good. Like, let's have a listen.
That's uh, Lady Gaga and Bad Romance. And we were talking about property because actually we first knew each other through property uh, when I was working for a company called Lucas Fox. Look, Lucas Fox, I've given you a free plug. Because <laughs> um, you have two properties here in Barcelona, don't you? Yes, I do. Which you rent out. And so you're just kind of interested in knowing that you're not going to lose all that money. No, I love, yeah. I mean, it's. In, I mean, the property market's gone up and down, yeah. right, in, in the past 10 years. Mm. And we were just talking about that. But I love property. I think this place got me into it. I just find it fascinating. And it's. I think it's a great investment. Um, I think, you know, basically property in areas which are beautiful and sexy are always going to do well. So that's a great, <laughs> you know, journalist slant on it. It's beautiful and sexy. Your property will do well. But you said uh, also you're, you're thinking about buying somewhere on the coast. I mean, this is in my dreams. Okay, no, well, I've, I've, dreams are good. I mean, I've had this dream house in my head for years. It has floor-to-ceiling windows. It's very open. It's And I've always said it's overlooking the water and the mountains. Ah. But I... But but it's very important to me to be very close to the water so yeah. I can wake up in the morning and just go straight into the sea. Mm. And I don't exactly know where that is yet, but I have the like I have the house in my head. Uh, I just don't know where. Uh, would it be Spain or it could be any other country? It could be anywhere, but I mean, I, I like Spain. I think Spain could be good. And Spain lends itself to that. Yeah. Geog- you know, geographically, it could be here. Yeah, I mean, Spain is amazing that it has sea, mountain, lakes, rivers. I mean, every single terrain you could think of. So you can get as many of them together. There'll definitely be somewhere in Spain. <laughs> exactly. That could, you know, exactly. It's the big ask of a local estate agent, but I bet you they can help Carrie, you. you can do it. Okay, like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm on you're, the case. It's not like you're busy or anything or <laughs> yeah. have anything to do. I'm going to dedicate the next 12, my, 12 months of my life to finding you that dream floor-to-ceiling windows on mount, next to mountains or well, something else. And next radio show we'll do, it'll be from the new house. Okay, well, that sounds good. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to move on to song six because we've got to fit them all in. We've got 15 minutes. Song six. Okay, so this is a special song, Landslide, Fleetwood Mac. This song, I feel like it's just sort of followed me th- throughout different places in my life. So particularly I did an exchange program in Fiji years ago in my second year of university and uh, there was a one of the friends I made just had an amazing voice and she would sing this song and there was also I made friends with like a a, a group like a, a band and the singer would always sing the song as well and she just had the most amazing voice and my friend could sing it really well and I don't know it's just been there throughout my life and then when I ski I love skiing I sing this song also in my head sometimes when you ski you sing a song to get you into the rhythm and I'm always singing this song. So it's just there. And now even in South Sudan, one of the restaurants that I work at a lot of the times when I'm writing, they have this playlist constantly playing this song. Oh, so it's just uncanny. It's, yeah, it's just there. And it makes me feel good. To my love took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can a child within my heart Sail through the changing ocean tides. Can I handle the seasons of my life? 
And that was Fleetwood Mac at Stevie Nicks. Oh, I love her voice. I know. Beautiful. It's so, it's so good. I have to ask, so you were talking about doing your, it's a year out in Fiji, Fiji mm-hmm. right? Part of your degree. Five months, yeah. Okay, and you did write and said you made up your degree. Was that a joke <laughs> or was that, did you actually basically customize the degree that you wanted? I customized my degree because they said in university, um, they said you can, I did an honors in journalism and then you could do a, a double honors and they said you can you can create your own other honors, but you had to submit a proposal and you had to, it had to pass through a board. But because I, I'm much more hands-on. I like to do, I'm not super ac- academic. So I wanted to do stuff that I knew would really interest me. And I want, I was interested in health law and uh, in English. And so I said, I want those three to be my second honors. So it was called a multidisciplinary degree. So <laughs> it was I, a new name for that era that you just invented. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I put together this proposal and I had to explain why I wanted to do it and it passed. And what it allowed me to do was to take classes in those areas that interested me and it counted as a double honors. So in Fiji, for example, as part of my health degree, I took gym. <laughs> oh, that sounds really tough. Well, actually, actually... I almost failed because... How do they test you? Well, you had to show up. I think I, I did show up. <laughs> well done. But, I mean, they took us on some camping trip and they released a chicken and you had to chase the chicken and I just Wait, didn't want to... <laughs> Sorry, did, did I just hear that right? <laughs> you They released a chicken that you had to chase? Yeah, this was one of the activities on this camping trip in, in Fiji and I just... I mean, I didn't want to chase the chicken, so I didn't. And then you had to make – you do this performance, and my group didn't really do a good job, so I pretty much got up there and sang. I sang a song about um, somewhere out there, Fievel Goes West. It's it, You know, it's like somewhere out there. Oh, so yeah. I just sang a song. Uh, what's that going to do with the – Nothing, health? and the performance was awful, and it was so bad. <laughs> and the gym teacher said – she's like, I'm giving you a C. You're just passing. Oh. Uh, I mean, she, she, was, sorry she was nice, yeah. But, I, but my – Anyways, there was a couple of reasons why I almost failed gym, but pretty much the degree. We we had me and another person in Fiji doing the exchange. I think she was from Australia. We were doing an English course, but no one else wanted to take the course. So we spoke to the professor and we convinced him to let us do this creative writing course. So we would just write and he would mark our stuff. And uh, and we that was a, a course that we were able to do. Oh, brilliant. And that's obviously... The beginnings of where you are today, because if you hadn't done that creative writing, who knows where you? <laughs> no, I don't. You're right. I'm not sure if that creative writing course specifically <laughs> was the key, but uh, yeah, it was. I know it was, Sam. Creative writing, it's your thing. I've read your stuff. Right, we're going to go on to your next song, which is one of my very favourite pieces of music. Right. So I love that you actually like this song. So mm. this is Counting Crows, Mr. Jones, but it's the acoustic version, right? Yes, I hope so. Okay. Well, even if it isn't, the this, this song's still great. Uh, and in this version, I think there's a line in it where he says, when everybody loves you, sometimes that's just as, you know, messed up as you can be. He I says, know there's another word says in that a bit, a bit more of an expletive, right? <laughs> and I, that, that line just always stuck out to me. I think just because I think, yeah, people think when everyone loves someone, when someone's famous or they look like they have everything figured out, you don't really think that, well, you know, maybe they're they're not. Maybe they're having a tough time. Maybe it's not as easy for them. And having that expectation, too, of you being that person is hard on someone. So I just, I don't know. That line always stuck out to me. I really liked it. And this song always triggered something in me.
That is uh, Mr. Jones Counting Crows, the live version. The song's like, I was thinking, it's like when your mum tells you at school that life is not a popularity contest. And at the time you go, Whoa. and then you realise later on it, it really isn't, isn't it? You don't have to have 50,000 friends. It's, it's okay to have five good ones. It's very, very true. Mm. Yeah, just like a handful. So you say it so well. See, you took that song and you're, you're just like, life isn't a popularity contest. Yeah. Yeah. But you summed it up better than I did. I know, but we still always want to be liked, don't you? Don't we? Or do you? Are you bothered by that? Are you is that something that's important to you? I mean, I think I think I'd be lying if I said I didn't care at all. I don't think it's the, but I don't think it's something that consumes me. I also think the nature of you know, as you know, the, of the work, you're not going to be liked by by everyone, and that's you, just sort of how it goes. But I think I don't know. I think I try and just you know be a good person, you know, do the best I can. And then if you like me, great. And if you don't, then that's find okay. someone else. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to change. I think there's a pretty good quality. I think you probably rebel a lot of people the wrong way, but you know, <laughs> well, I try not to. That's quite interesting. You don't want to be anodyne for sure. You want, well, you want to be able to meet someone and they can remember you at least. You know what I mean? That's also important. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to saying, I had a grandmother and all she used to say to everything that I said, I just remember she'd just say, very nice, very nice. That's very nice, darling. And I thought, oh, granny, say something else. Right. Nice is the worst. Nice is the worst. Terrible I would word. rather be called something much worse than be called nice yeah it is it's just a nothing word isn't it yeah yeah okay i've got one more question because it is only two minutes left and we've got one more song to fit in and i'm putting you on the spot here a little bit so i'm apologies about this but i do like to ask people who come on the show if there were any words of advice any words of wisdom that you would say to your 18 year old self mm, that's a good question mm, any words of advice to my 18 year old self um Oof. It's, it's a mix. I think, I, I don't know why the words sort of like just do it are going through my head. I mean, that's a Nike slogan. I think, I think it's a mix of, I, I think it's a mix of reminding the 18 year old self that this too will pass. You know, I think sometimes we get so consumed with things at the time and they really bother you and you think, oh, this is, this is a really big issue when it's not as big as you think it is mm. and it'll pass. And we don't have the perspective at the time to just say, okay, you know what time, you know, every, this will be okay. And I think just reminding my 18 year old self that it's not as intense or as crazy as it might seem at the time. And then also the just do it thing is, and, and I feel like I, I did this, but probably I could have done it even more maybe. Really? I mean, who, who knows, but you know, just if there's something you really want to do, don't think so much about how exactly are you going to make it work. Have enough in place, but then just take that take that plunge and go for it. Mm, go with your gut. Yeah, just, and just and just do it. Um, Fantastic advice. Mm, really it? good advice. Yeah, no, best advice you've ever heard in the Amazing. whole show. Amazing. <laughs> I'm going to go out and do it. I am, and I'm going to just not worry about anything ever again. <laughs> uh, Sam, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. It's Sam been amazing, Bennett. Carrie. Thank you so much. Oh, please come again in, when you're next over. In my new house. Yes, oh, sorry. That's right. We're doing, we're doing it for the show from your new house. Right. I totally forgot. So that'll be, oh, sorry, microphone. Next month. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, what song are you going to play us out with? This song, oh, okay. So this song, I see you. I see you see me. Actually, don't even know the title. I see you. You see me. I see you. You see me. Magic numbers. Okay, very quickly because I know we're we're off. So my music taste, as you probably could tell, has not been amazing. When I came to Barcelona, I met a group of amazing friends who tried to in, indoctrinate me and teach me about quality music. And this song was one of the songs that they taught me.